I'm Blake. I'm Caleb. And this is the Sunday Underground. Um, we are back with another spooky episode uh, to end the month of October. Yeah, Halloween's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like these, the spooky ghost stories and those. So I think we're going to do more of those. Uh, but I do know next week is a true crime week. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And today we are going to talk about cursed games. I read a really cool book that was actually recommended by another podcast I listened to a while ago. And it's called Dangerous Games to Play in the Dark by Lucia Peters. And she did a ton of research on cursed games. There were some that I knew of, some that I'd never heard of. So it was very interesting to read. And I would definitely recommend picking up her book. Cool. Um, have you ever played any cursed games? Um, no. I mean, I've messed around with a Ouija board a few times. Like, I owned one for a period of time. Other than that, uh, not that I can remember. No. I, I never have. The like, I've been at friends' houses when I was younger, and you know they would be like, "Let's play like Bloody Mary," and I'm like, "Absolutely not! I do uh, not want to do that." I mean, we would do that. I remember, like in middle school, we would have like middle school dances, and they kind of had it. We had it in like the lunchroom. They pushed all the tables to the side or whatever, and then they had the hallways like blocked off. Well, we would just go through the hallways anyway and then go to the bathrooms everything was like completely dark and then we would go in there and do that stuff oh my god i do remember that did it ever work did anything scary ever happen no oh man really no dang that's too bad yeah it <laughs> lucky for you i'm glad it because. yeah i'm glad it didn't happen but yeah. i mean would have been cool i guess i think i might have played like light as a feather stiff as a board one time mm -hmm. but I'm fairly certain it did not work because I, I don't really remember anything about it. Yeah, I've never seen that or been around that or anything like that. Well, let's see. Speaking of Bloody Mary, we're going to start with that one first. Okay. And it has a couple of different ideas about like how this game came about, like its origins. One of them uh, was Elizabeth Bathory, the lady who bathed in the blood of the young ser servant girls because she thought it would keep her young. Yeah. Mary Tudor also known as Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. She was the first woman to rule England and was given the moniker Bloody Mary because she had tons of Protestants put to death. Um, let's see. And then the last, which I thought was the most interesting, was said to be Mary Worth. She was a witch who was a healer, and the village people were scared of her, you know, but also she did help them out with like little tonics and tinctures from time to time. Mm -hmm. But then little girls started to go missing. So they like went to her cabin and to like to confront her. Mm -hmm. And when they went out there, they were like, oh, my God, she's young again. Because originally she was like an old lady. So they eventually caught her and burned her at the stake. And before she was consumed by the flames, she cursed the village saying that if they ever spoke her name in a mirror, she would come back to get revenge. This happened? This really happened? I don't know. That's just lore. Uh, okay. I don't <laughs> know mean, if it was like documented. That would be insane if it did happen. Yeah. But I think it's just probably more along the lines of lore. Sure. So to play this game, you have to go into a dark bathroom at night. And it has to be total darkness with only a single candle lit to light the room. Mm. Now, there's a couple different variations on how to play this. 
But the most popular one, I think, is where you face the mirror and you chant Bloody Mary. Now, the times that you're supposed to chant Bloody Mary differ, but it's anywhere between three and 13 times. Oh, okay. So you keep staring at the mirror, but you got to make sure you're like back far enough so she can't reach out and grab you. If that doesn't work, there's a couple of other things you can do to summon her. You could try turning the water on, spin around while you're saying your name, or change your chant to Bloody Mary, I Stole Your Baby, or I Believe in Mary Worth. I found a story on Reddit. Um, the username was Gay Branch, and they said that they did it a couple of times uh, with their friends. And the version we believed was that she would leave some form of a cut or a scar on you if she came, and she would show you how you would die. One of the four of us chickened out of the game after only speaking her name twice, but on the third, the house had a power cut that lasted maybe 20 seconds. We saw nothing in the bathroom mirror, no visions of our demise, no screaming woman covered in blood. But the next morning when we all woke up, we all noticed the same scar on our upper left arm, all in the same spot. None of us had previously had any form of scars near that point. They had come overnight. That's really scary. Yeah. I also found another one. It's by Plum Sweet Soda. It says, I do have a story about it my friend told me recently. She and an older girl went into some bathrooms on their school campus that were never used, turned out the lights, ran the sink, and chanted her name. She said the room turned red and she saw something in the mirror. They tried it again some years later before they left that school, and the same thing happened. She was very uncomfortable talking about it and wouldn't let us say the name in her house. She was that scared. She almost wouldn't tell us about it, but we coaxed it out of her. Can you imagine being in the bathroom and it just turns red? No. I would cry. <laughs> that, that reminds me of the, the scene in It, like the new one. The oh, yeah. Reboot. Yeah. Just the blood red. Ugh, yeah. I hate that. Mm -hmm. Then I have another one for Bloody Mary. This one is by Lindslow. Um, in first grade, a friend and I decided to try the Bloody Mary legend. The school we attended had classrooms in the basement. It was very dark in this area as there were no windows. A friend and I both asked to use the restroom. On our way, we swapped guesses at what would happen. I don't think either of us were prepared for the consequences. Once we got into the bathroom, we turned out the light. It was dark, pitch black. There wasn't even a slit of light under or around the door. It was a small bathroom, two stalls and two sinks, two mirrors. We decided to stand in front of one mirror together. We said Bloody Mary five times. At first, we giggled. Suddenly, I felt rather than saw someone else in the bathroom. A hand hit the inside of the mirror as if it were trying to escape. There was also a woman's hoarse cry that belonged to neither one of us. At that point, we both screamed and ran. I kid you not, I had nightmares, intense and terrifying nightmares for months after. The nightmares involved a Victorian arrow woman covered in blood. I have no idea who she is or how I would have dreamed her up as a first grader. I learned my lesson. I'm 26 years old and still scared of small, dark places and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. Pass. I don't want to do that. No. Those those types of things, like even as a kid, never appealed to me. Like I just don't I don't want to scare myself. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I didn't like scary stuff when I was yeah. a, a really little kid. Like I don't know. And I've always just thought, even as a kid, like, what happens if it's like it's me? Like the off chance that something actually happens, mm -hmm. it happens to me. I wouldn't wanna I could I didn't wouldn't want to deal with that. No, not at all. Yeah. 
So the second game is the closet game. And I'd, I'd never heard of this one before. And this one kind of has like an unknown origin. And it's only been around for maybe about 10 to 15 years. I read that it first popped up on Creepypasta. But that post has been deleted for like a long time now. Yeah. Creepypasta, I've heard some scary things about that. Yeah. I don't, I, I haven't really looked into it, but mm-hmm. maybe I should. So to play this game... All you need is some matches and a dark closet. You have to wait until it's midnight and you have to make sure all the lights are turned off. So you go into the closet, close the door, turn around and face the closed door and wait for exactly two minutes. Once the two minutes are up, you hold a match up in front of you and you say, show me the light or leave me in the darkness, which that is just a scary phrase. Yeah, it really is. So if you don't hear anything behind you, you can leave the closet. But if you do hear something behind you, you have to light the match and exit the closet. You have to make sure to shut the door behind you. And while you're doing this, you can't let the match go out. And also make sure you don't open that closet for a while. Matches burn really quick. I know, right? Yeah. And two, like, that's like a fire hazard. I mean, I know you don't light them closet in your mat like the match in your closet while you're in there but that just seems very dangerous yeah plus kids with matches doesn't yeah that sounds like a terrible idea for children yeah it doesn't go together well so i found another story on reddit for this one and this one is by muffin tay it says i hate paranormal games when i say i hate i mean i hate for my 15th birthday party i didn't want to have anything big i'm antisocial so which same, like, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to have uh, a sleepover with a few close friends. It was me and three other girls. I won't give their names for privacy reasons. One of my friends had recently heard about the closet game and really wanted to play. I, of course, refused, but the other girls said that they wouldn't mind trying it. I didn't want to look like a chicken and I didn't want to be left out, so I said that I would try it once. First, I wanted to know what it was. She explained that it was a game that could potentially connect you to another dimension by means of the closet. These were the steps. Take a book of matches, turn off all the lights in the room, including the closet light, open the closet door one person at a time, two people can't play together, enter the closet, close the door behind you, stand in the darkness for two minutes facing the door, take a match, but you can't light it. You say, show me the light or leave me in the darkness and listen carefully. If you begin hearing faint whispering, light the match immediately. And if you don't hear anything and the match doesn't light itself, don't turn around. I would hate that. Just the match. like. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I would probably piss my pants. Or I would disregard all rules of the game yeah. and run away. So if you don't light the match fast enough, you'll be dragged into eternal darkness. Keep the match lit. If it goes out on its own, relight it. Open the closet door slowly and walk out. Don't turn around. From now on, whenever you open or enter your closet, the light has to be on. I was scared poopless. I didn't want to play this game. The girl that wanted to play it did it first. It lasted for about five minutes and then she came out. She claimed that she felt uneasy, but nothing else. Of course, I should have known this game was fake, right? The second girl went and came out within five minutes as well. She said she felt uneasy and heard a couple thuds, but that it was probably nothing. I wasn't scared at this point, so I volunteered to go next. I brought a match and entered the dark, cold closet. Shivers went down my spine and I started trembling. 
I lied to myself. I was scared. I stood for two minutes, then said, show me the light or leave me in the darkness. A minute passed, and I was about to say it again when I felt cold fingertips brush against my arm. I had an urge to turn around, but I couldn't. Then I heard it, whispering. I quickly lit my match. It was so hard to do because my hands were so shaky. After I lit the match, I slowly opened the closet door and walked out. Careful not to break any rules of the game, I dared not turn around. My friends looked at me expectantly and I told them what happened. My friend that hadn't went yet was a skeptic and said she didn't believe me. The other girls were convinced. The skeptic girl was the last to go and she hadn't had a trace of fear on her face. She went in and we left the room until we heard her open the door again. Here's the thing. It took her seven minutes to come out. Everyone before me or everyone before her, me and the other two girls had only taken five minutes. When she opened the door, it wasn't slow. It was like she almost broke the door down. Her eyes were huge and she slammed the door behind her. Then she saw us. She looked shocked to see us and then quickly regained composure like she was trying to hide something. She looked at us and said that she wasn't feeling well and wanted to go home. We were confused. She was fine before the game. She told my mom and then she got her stuff ready to leave. Before she walked out the door, she whispered something in my ear that I will never forget. Never play the closet game again. It's better to be left in the darkness than to see their light. I listened to her, and I haven't played it since. I never saw that girl again. What scares me the most is that even though the timer said that she had spent seven minutes in the closet, I have no idea whether she actually spent that much time in there or more. It's quite the story. Yeah. No, thanks. I wonder how many of these are, like, actually real. Like, it actually happened. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're all real. That's yeah, that could be. So, the next one, uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board. This one has what I thought was a pretty neat origin. Mm -hmm. And the oldest account of this game being played came from the diary of Samuel Pepys, I think is how you say it. And this was all the way back in like the mid to late 1600s. Oh. He had a journal. And in that journal, he wrote like his like firsthand account of this game. Mm -hmm. He wrote that he saw four little girls, very young ones, all kneeling, each of them upon one knee. And one began the first line, whispering in the ear of the next, and the second to the third, and the third to the fourth. And she got, and she to the first. Then the first began the second line, and so round quite through, and putting each one finger only to a boy that lay flat upon his back on the ground, as if he was dead. At the end of the words, they did with their four fingers raise this boy high as they could reach. And he, Mr. Brisband, being there and wondering at it, as also being afeard to see it, for they would have had him to have bore a part in saying the words in the rooms of the little girls that was so young, they could hardly make her learn to repeat the words did. I'm telling you, old English from like the 1600s is hard to read. They write so differently, and sometimes it does not make sense. Yeah, I agree. It's um, it's really difficult. Yeah, because like some of the stuff I was reading, and I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, it's like a completely different language. Okay, so it said, for fear there might be some slight use in it by the boy, or that the boy might be light, called the cook of the house, a very lusty fellow, as Sir G. Carteret's book, Cook, who is very big, and they did raise him in just the same manner. That was hard to read. Yeah. Like, that just, 
It was very hard to read. <laughs> but anyway, this is what the little girls were saying when they raised the boy and the cook. And they say, here is a dead body, stiff as a stick, cold as marble, light as a spirit. Lift yourself in the name of Jesus Christ. So that's but so how to play and i think we all know kind of how to play this game but you start by dimming the lights and one person lays on the ground facing up with their eyes closed and then the others of your group position themselves around the body usually with two fingers under each limb one of the people closest to the head starts the chant and says she is looking ill she is looking worse and you keep repeating those two phrases multiple times and then to finish up your chant, you say, she is dying, and you end with, she is dead. So once that's done, now you can start chanting, light as a feather, stiff as a board, and that is when the person will start to levitate. So I tried it. I, I, I'm fairly certain I've tried it as a kid, and it did not work. I wonder if maybe, here's just a thought, um, maybe like, one person in the group believes this is going to happen and the other three are not or a, a different mix like three people believe it and one person doesn't and not everybody's like on the same page and using like yeah you know like oh this isn't gonna work and it doesn't but what happens if like four people do it and they're all like this is going to work you know and two like i, I can't remember exactly what i read but it was something like you're applying like the right amount of pressure to like lift that body or it's it I can't remember exactly how they worded it but it was basically like it, it could happen because of I don't know like the pressure you're putting on the body or something I can't remember exactly what I read I'll have to look into that again but um I don't know I'd freak yeah, me too. I wouldn't, I can tell you this much. I would not want to be the person that was laying down and being levitated. I just don't think I'd like that. I don't know either. Um, I don't know. I think I remember hearing like more girls play this game. Yeah. Yeah. Sleepovers like and things. Slumber party game. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. The next one we have, actually, this is going to be the last one. The last one is called The Midnight Game, and I had never heard of this one before. Yeah, me neither. So this one is thought to be from an old pagan ritual, and it was reserved for the people who disobeyed the gods. So to play this game, and this game only requires one person, but multiple people can play it. Okay. And it has to be done in a building with at least one wooden door, and it has to be at midnight. So you need a candle, salt, matches, a piece of paper, a pen or a pencil, a watch, and a drop of your own blood. Right before it turns midnight, you write your full name on a piece of paper and put a drop of blood, a drop of your blood directly on the paper. You turn off all the lights and go to a wooden door because that's another rule. This, whatever house you're in, has to have at least one wooden door. Mm -hmm. So you close the door and put the paper on the floor with your candle on top of it. And now you can light the candle. You knock on the door 22 times and you have to time it out to where the last knock occurs right as it turns midnight, which would I feel like would be very difficult. I mean, unless you're like 
have like a you, stopwatch and you're yeah. knocking every second. Right, on rhythm. Mm-hmm. So now, um, you know, you knock on the door 22 times right as it turns midnight on your last knock. Now you can open the door, you can blow out the candle, close the door, and then light the candle again. After you've done all that, the midnight man is now in your home. <laughs> just, and then what? I just ate it. Um, so now you got to pick up your candle and walk around your house, but you can't stay in one place too long or the midnight man will get you. Well, who, who would want to invite this person or thing into their house? The hell if I know. I mean, how do you get rid of it? Well, hold on. I'm getting there. Okay. I'll tell you. It's crazy. So, and like, so while you're walking around your house, you also can't let your candle go out. If you hear whispering, feel the temperature get colder, or your candle goes out, or you see shadows out of the corner of your eye, that means he's close. And if your candle does go out, you can light it again, but you only have 10 seconds to light your candle. If you can't get the candle lit, you have to pour a ring of salt around you and stay in that ring until 3.33 a.m. If your candle lights, you can't keep, you have to keep moving around your house, but you, you just have to until 3.33 a.m. Because if you stop, he's going to get you. Which, okay, I can understand like light as a feather, stiff as a board. There are a couple other games like that you can play to like tell your future or visit another Mm -hmm. dimension. But why would you want to invite a midnight man into your home? That is not a fun game. There's no purpose to that whatsoever. Catch a thrill. That's the purpose. Yeah, no. (laughs) There are tons of different ways you could do that. True. Uh, So there are a couple of other rules you have to follow. Don't turn on any lights. Don't leave your house. Don't taunt the midnight man, which who would do that in the first place? And don't fall asleep. And you cannot use any other person's blood other than your own. I don't, I don't see any point to playing that game. No, I mean, either. That's not a game for me. Nope, not at all. So, but one guy, one guy did play it. And this is from OSPI23. He said that my family has a beach house at the Jersey Shore in which we often visit during the summer. I have many childhood memories from that house, but I never thought I would have a paranormal experience. Last so- summer, me and my best friend, I'll refer to him as John, had evidently ran out of pot one weekend, and we were bored out of our skulls. To get some sort of natural high, we decided to do the midnight game. We asked my dad's girlfriend's two daughters if they wanted to play, and after some explanation, they were in. However, they could not draw blood. They were either too squeamish or too nervous, so they backed out. That meant me and John would be summoning demons alone. Two boys set out on a paranormal journey at 12 a.m. that summer night, and two men arose at 3.33 a.m. What, what I am about to explain is 100% true. Me and John thought playing Monopoly would be the best possible choice to kill time. We played and played, three candles lit on the same table as the board. I realize now that lighting three candles was a rookie mistake, and we should have just stuck to one, but we wanted as much light as possible. Everything was quiet until you guessed it, witching hour. 3 a.m. came around, and me and John noticed that it seemed like someone was running back and forth on my front porch. God. No. (laughs) (laughs) What a scary sound. Yeah. 
If you can imagine, my living room was quite literally right next to the front door, and the porch was in quite close range. Yes, there was wind that night, and heavy wind too, but the sounds were very loud and were coming from many different parts of the porch. John showed concern, and we couldn't help but look at the front door every 10 seconds. Shortly after the thing that I still can't explain happened, me and John heard a sudden noise coming directly outside the front door. Then the door handle and the whole door itself started to shake violently as if someone had a hold of the door handle and was pushing and pulling the door in rapid succession. Never in my whole life have I seen that door, a very heavy one I might add, during even the most wicked of storms, shake like that. It was too deliberate. That is why I believe something tried to get into or maybe even get out of my house that night. That was the first time I ever did the midnight game, but possibly not the last. It was an adrenaline rush of the century. I would say so. Yeah. No shit. That is an understatement. Yeah. Um, no, nah, no thanks. I'm, I'm not ever going to play that game. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll read about these games. I think they're interesting. I think they're fun. But never, ever, ever will I play one of these games. Just not my cup of tea. But I enjoy other people playing them so I can read about it. Yeah, if you've played it... um, you know, send us a message on um, Instagram. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see if anybody has played these games and if something's actually happened or, you yep. know, so I'd be, yeah, if you want to send them in, that would be great. I'd be very interested to read them. Yeah, me too. Um, what's the, um, what's the Instagram name? Sunday Underground Podcast. Cool. And you can just shoot us a message over there and um, I would love to read it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um. I have a couple more curse games, but I think we're going to save them for maybe later down the road. I have sure. some more research I want to do before I go into it. So, yeah, but yeah, it was Sounds a short good. one, but it was a fun one. We'll be back um, next week with a true crime episode. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too. I like those. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Happy Halloween.